Alright. Next speaker, we have Sovereign. I'll be calling Papa Sovereign. Expert in community supported agriculture, CSAs, systems and sustainable economic investment strategies for collaborative uh, residence communities, CSR. Uh, provide industry and community leaders an ecologic framework to create a new opportunities during the economic transition period called the Great Reserve. Reset. And I believe that you have a lot of uh, expertise that you can share with us regarding uh, your knowledge to us. Yay! All right. My first, my first time um, on the mic in Bali. I've been keeping a very low profile. Um, what is this? Is the buttons? This is great. I'm under time pressure. At least the fantasy thereof. I'm gonna turn it the right way. Let's see. Oh, it already went. Um, I'm gonna talk about eco logic. And I'm going to move through a whole range of concepts really quickly. So, if you're ready to brace yourself, I'm not going to slow down because we're all very hungry. Um, and if you do want to catch up with me um, around this, please do so. I'll be here probably for the rest of the day. Um, I run a uh, Centropic Agroforestry Research Institute online. Um, ever since I studied Centropic Agroforestry, which is the most advanced form of regenerative agriculture combining forestry in its methodology, I got so inspired that I wanted to create a repository of all that information. I traveled to different continents, different islands, different places, Pacific, um, Aotearoa, New Zealand, I lived in Australia for a while, um, initiated many community in initiatives around Centropic Agroforestry. It's, it's a passion for me. I run an online community because my gift is all about understanding human ecology. I am therefore a human ecologist. I love humans. I think they're beautiful. They're the most awkward species on our planet. Most of them seem to be entirely lost as to who we are, where we're going, and what we're doing. And yet we have the greatest, most beautiful potential to, to bring about through our capacity to be ingenious, um, just transformation and change. Um, I, the slides look a little different and I supply them, but that's fine. I teach on syntropy. I applied syntropic agroforestry onto human ecology. And so the patterns in nature, how nature functions, those patterns in nature are the patterns of life and they apply to us as humans because guess what? We are nature and we are life. Um, I recently had a beautiful opportunity uh, through partnership with my friend Jai to supply 45 students in the local Banjar of uh, Bonkasa with a day course in Centropic Agroforestry and one of my greatest takeaways is that my translator Reno said midway through the presentation he said why weren't you here when we started two months ago? I was the closing of two months of training in permaculture design. And so that gave me a little bit of insight that what it is that I have to offer to the Balinese communities in resonance with them. And I had everybody very intrigued in my own experience of this. Um, we handed out beautiful taro as a symbol for accomplishment, which really struck me. And I asked the, uh, 
the head of the bunch, why are we giving tarot? He said, I don't know, it's just what we do. So what I love about Bali, and so I sat with that question for a very long time, but once upon a time, before the days of rice, there was tarot. And this is a very ancient symbol, really, therefore, to signify an acknowledgement. All right, now I'm getting into it. The difference, what is the difference here that I'm talking about, is that most of traditional or business as usual is just ego-driven. Well, let's face it, you know, there's me, I need to supply money somehow, I need to make a profit, I, 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 and then there's, you know, my team, and, and maybe we can do something that, that the community, but it's a service, so it's a product, and so it's, it's, it's that linear way of thinking, and there's also eco-logic thinking. There's ego-logic, which is just logic and ego combined, not very healthy, ended up us with where we are, and then there's ecologic, it's where we are seeing ourselves as an integrative part of the whole. And the difference that I see is what everybody this morning has been talking about and has been alluding to and has been calling forth or towards, is that we simply require a different way of thinking. And so this is called the biophilic model. And the bio, what, what does biophilic mean? Biophilic means life, and philic means love. So this is the love for life model. And this is an orientation where the ecosystem or nature is the informing agent by which we measure our design in how we socially orientate, how we culturally and spiritually orientate ourselves. Well, we're here in Bali, like, wow, they got that one pretty well covered. I can say, I can, from all the places that I've been, this is the place to be to make um, biophilic mentalities really um, show up and come more to life. But it does take awareness, of course. But nature, when it starts informing our economy, as opposed to the economy determining how we treat nature, um, creates also a totally different form of technology. And so this, there's much more to this. I won't go too into it. Um, we talked about these three circles about sustainability and the one little highlight that I like about that whole sustainable little thinking is that it creates a meaningful innovation space. But what is this meaningful innovation space? This is again a bit of in this kind of me and, and my direct circle and creating meaning through what we're doing. Biophilic thinking is expanding on and going beyond the quadruple bottom line. Who has ever heard about the quadruple bottom line? Alright, so a couple of hands. What does it mean? Is it like every business has a bottom line. What's the bottom line? Profit. Well, are there other bottom lines that we could add on to our businesses? Later on I'll talk about how the government can actually scale up sustainable biophilic thinking across the whole of Bali really easy. If you don't have a quadruple bottom line, go make one. Because maybe you have to pay for something if you don't have one. People, planet, profit, and purpose. That's just a very simple four areas of a quadruple bottom line. Profit has to be in there. Profit is very healthy. Entrepreneurship is very healthy. So we're talking about cultural well-being, social well-being, Prosperity in terms of the economy of ourselves and well-being and that being also tied in with the environment to be something sustainable It creates community well-being and a lot of businesses aren't orientating themselves around or towards what 
community well-being even represents because they're just too busy to run their business. But why is community well-being not in their business mentality? Because it's not part of their mindset. So it's just not, it's not in there. And so if you put it in there, then they're going to be thinking about what can I do to make my community benefit. And most people would say in business, well, I employed a staff. My staff is from the local village. How great is that? But that is not where the buck stops. That is not like your contribution to the community is to provide somebody with a job. There is so much more that can be done, but nobody really seems to be breaking that. Well, we can't really talk about it. I, I, I was born in the Netherlands, so I like to call it breaking the ice. But there's no eyes in Bali, so breaking that really consolidated and hardened ground. And I'd like to just stick a big pickaxe in that today. Um, biophilic thinking is really about reshaping our pre-programmed, pre-orientated, not even premeditated, unexamined assumptions on how we do business, how we go about pretty much everything. So if we put nature as at the top of our orientations, and we just start asking questions. We don't have to take orders, because she's not going to tell us what to do. But by open curiosity and willingness, we can learn so much more. And this ties very much into the centropic agroforestry background that I have, because the patterns in nature are really quite amazing. If those patterns weren't alive, we wouldn't be. So for it, we have 10 minutes left. Great, well, we're halfway. I'm going to cross through this. This is the same picture. It has a little bit more in-depth information about it. It's that there's community well-being in the center, but there's profit, people, purpose, and planet that needs to be part of a business orientation. And community well-being, that is where it's at. But a lot of businesses don't focus on that because they want to maybe foster a community to be part of their business inside of their community, but those are usually called events. Nothing wrong with that. What's the flow-on effect? What's the circular nature? What's the toroidal field that we're participating in? This is one such toroidal model. Um, many books have been written. Here's a great one. The organic entrepreneur economy, entrepreneur and community infrastructures to fix and grow economies immediately. Well, we've got one sitting right here in our midst. We've got another one. We've got a whole bunch, actually, most of the people that have been speaking. They would read this book and be like, yeah, this is nice, some new ideas, but I, this is kind of my, my little handbook. Um, the mindset shift. Now, for all of us here that um, are, are able to come to an event like this and hear about it, what's really required is a mindset shift. And the first shift to make a shift in is to start supporting community-led entrepreneurship. Whether that is one-on-one, -on -one, whether that is making new friends, whether it's offering your support and your guidance, or whether that's collaboration, collaborating with somebody that you met today. I'm talking about plastic exchange. You know, we don't all have to figure out the wheel. We don't all have to go and sit in our own little chamber and work out how to solve the crisis of Bali during the pandemic. There are already many leading projects here in Bali that have already proven and established models that have interlinked with government funding abilities to establish from the ground up initiatives that really do something good. Figure out who these people are, talk to them, exchange cards, and learn. 
And so there is a togetherness project that I want to highlight. It's operating here um, in the Ubud area. It's a beautiful, beautiful project. Check these projects out. Find out who is the organizer and have a conversation with them. Because the way that we're going to be shifting our orientation's future forward is by engaging on that community level. Now, for anybody in business, we need to really be starting to think about divesting into green business upgrading. There's a lot of ideas that the, you know, tourism is going to come back online and it's all going to be great and honky-dory and we can just go back to business as usual. Well, two things. Bali almost ran out of water before the pandemic and waste in rivers was never higher than it's ever been before. And of course, any problem is always the solution, so we now have beautiful water and, and gosh, it's raining more than it's ever been. But this is important, and the reason it's important is because the future of tourism is based on you as a business owner having this, having Jiwa Garden as an extension of your resort. If you do not have this at your resort, then you're just part of what everybody else does. And that's the kind of tourism we spoke, that we've spoken about earlier that we're probably not really going to see much of. This kind of like seven-day stayover just wants to consume. Now, what sets you apart? What is your quadruple bottom line? What is your bottom line in relation to nature and the community? you got to show them. And that happens through training. So um, I did support, uh, I'm supporting my, my friend here, Jai, in the Natural Growing Network. I inspire you to check out Mana Resort. Alila already worked out a long while ago that this is the way to go. Because if you train now, you gain the future, and you can stay in the game. And I'm talking about training up local people. So what businesses need to think about is getting their staff to talk with this guy, and do a permaculture design course because you don't want to outsource this work. Yes, you want to implement it. Yes, you want to set it up in a way that is functional. But then you want your staff to be knowledgeable enough to maintain, sustain, and continue it. So here he is, one of those guys. These are the kind of people that we as business entrepreneurs or wherever we sit in the field of community need to be connecting with because they bring in tremendous amount of really healthy information for our mind gardens. And what matters most is culture. Now, the reason that this matters most is because without the culture being as it is, resilient, beautiful, and rich in your Bali, um, we're not having community well-being. I'm not here going to give a dissertation on what I think about the Bali spiritual religious practice. Well, I can say one word, it's three letters. Well, actually, one word before three letters is absolute awe. As an outsider, I just see such tremendous beauty expressed on a daily basis. But without culture in your business, being part of your quadruple bottom line, then what are you doing? If your business is not supporting culture, is not amplifying culture, is not celebrating culture, is not honoring culture, and we say, yeah, well, all of our staff can do the offerings in my business. It's already good. Yeah, I get that. But that's just part and parcel of doing business here in Bali. 
What are you adding on? What are you contributing on top of that? Because it really isn't all that difficult. But culture needs to become part of an integrative way of thinking, part of that bottom line. How do we get culture to become priority? That's biophilic thinking. Culture first. It's very simple. It's just how I put it. Every business decision that you make, all right, how does this affect culture? Is this good for our culture? Is it good for nature, therefore? This is my last five minutes. This is the plan. Whether you like it or not, this is on the way. It's called the Fourth Industrial Revolution. It's highly involving a whole range of technological advancements that everybody in the government has been briefed on, is aware of. And there's one particular guy that had a whole lot of things to say. He also wrote the book, and he's the uh, chairman of the World Economic Forum. And I don't have an opinion about it. All I know is that this is what is happening, and this is what Dr. Klaus Schwab all has to say. He also wrote this funny book, COVID-19 and the Great Reset. Maybe you heard about it, maybe you haven't. I've read most of it. I found it a little bit boring, but at the same time also very insightful. He said the pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. So I thought, why, I don't, why don't I go and do that? Biophilic thinking, right? Anyways, what happened during the pandemic is that we have a huge dependence gap. And the dependence gap outside of Bali is that a lot of people went up to the streets and they started protesting to their government whether it's because of climate change or because of the lockdowns, but they were reaching out to the governments to make the changes. Well, that's not where the changes necessarily are going to come from. These projects that I listed before are a signifier of that. The dependence gap is related to this. The Indonesian government made a tonload of money available to the local Banjars and communities. This is ridiculous! And up until two months ago, there was still 31 million US dollars sitting there. You know why? They don't have the skills, they don't have the knowledge, and they don't know how really how to innovate or how to even tap into that money. But that money is literally sitting and waiting. Now the project I showed at the beginning, that Banjar and Bokasa, they applied for that 900 million rupiah grant money we trained up 45 students between the age of 16 and 37 of a period of two months. So that is all possible. People don't know about it. They don't know how to organize it. They don't know. So where is this then all leading to? Is that there's an opportunity gap. And that gap needs to be breached. It actually needs to be breached. But first you need to break through it in order to actually see where we're at. And there's beautiful projects here in Bali. Look at this. Beautiful man, initiator of the ORCID group. Um, but there are other, there's just there's so much, like we, we just need to look outside of our box and we need to look inside this space. Who is all sitting here that we can connect with? I want to just highlight that blockchain and what Dr. Klaus Schwab is all talking about is a decentralized model for us to reorganize and rethink our economic futures together. It's coming, whether you like it or not. And here in Bali, there is some amazing, inspiring human beings that are very advanced in the understanding and the comprehension and the application of it. And it's part of our future. Those entrepreneurial minds blending themselves 
into the community can have a huge empowering impact. I want to highlight here a project called ECTA, if you don't know about it. It's in its um, setup stage at the moment, and there's seeds. Well, you'll hear more about that today, so great to know that that's happening. But this is something that just, if you don't know what this is all about, maybe come check in with me a bit later, like why is this relevant? This is about collaboration. It's like business mostly operates in the mentality of competition. But what if that way of thinking wasn't biophilic at all, but was egotistic, was defensive, was, you know, everyone for his own, was a very pyramid-shaped model. If we apply biophilic thinking, we cannot escape to collaborate. And the beautiful thing about collaboration is it's an intricate part of nature, how nature operates. Nothing happens without collaboration. And we can really beautifully reflect that, and we should. And this is what I'm calling for. The governments are with open arms. They're ready. You know, they produce these amazing documents. The whole plan is there. They know that, that, that tourism as it was is no longer, and they are making funds available, and there is investment groups that are looking for inspiring, touching, and moving projects to elevate and lift up the, the community, ultimately. But what we need integrated into that is a real strong and clear focus on regenerative practices, Anything to do that, that, that entrepreneurs in the field of waste separation, waste segregation, waste limitation. And I see that if we miss out the component of this very fast developing blockchain technology and all the decentralized modeling that comes with that, we are missing a part of the picture. And so we are in this great reset. The economy has been taking a huge hit. And with Bali not necessarily going to open up and tourism just coming back to normal, we really benefit sitting with a picture like this. Because here we got, you know, the equivalent of Jiwa Garden here with Krishna that is installing permaculture garden systems in resorts as Mana and so many others. There's a local food distribution network. These Projects like Plastic Exchange and Togetherness Project, they're all worth really knowing about. And if you have a business, vote with your money. Go call up EcoBali and say, you know what, I don't, I don't really know why I'm not doing this. What's your excuse? What's your reason? So, my call for all of you here today, outside of not going over this picture, you can get this one later if you really want to go into the depth of this, um, this beautiful diagram. Stay connected. Network, do it now. I want to thank you for being here. But this, this event and the people here, I want to invite you to connect with them. Just network, exchange numbers, emails, and be inspired. But most of all, be courageous. It takes courage to go and step out to somebody. Hey, who are you? I like what you're saying, but you know, I don't, I don't really know what I'm really doing. It's just get, get rid of that. Just say, Are you here to network? I am involved in. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy your lunch. Enjoy Fantastic very summer. beautiful time. Beautiful presentation. Life and information is our matter. Any questions from the audience regarding the... I just want to say, fantastic presentation. Love what you've done. 
And um, three of those projects, I've interviewed the guys, see Ronnie Reich, you know well, and Hector with Berwin. And I absolutely, um, yeah, I, I love what you're saying, man. Blockchain is definitely the future, and you need to get with it 100%, and uh, would love to connect with you afterwards. So thank you very much. Brilliant. Just, just one note on the, on the part of the blockchain, um, and if people haven't really heard about it, I think my, my mouse has stopped working. Um, here we go, with all those beautiful logos. Oh, my, I'm, I'm out of control, I'm, I'm locked out. Oh, there we go. Oh, we got sorted. Um, is that um, where the gem is, is not in blockchain at all, but what it can do on a community scale level. What it can do for the people of Bali. That's where I like to have the conversation. I'm not interested in, in trading crypto and all that. Yeah, it's nice for your own gain and profit and your own emancipation from a centralized currency model or finance exchange. But what yeah, can it do? Exactly about that. Sorry, hi. Um, I just wanted to ask you for um, kind of a practical implementation of the blockchain and just what you said. Where's, where's that image? Um, go, go look these up. That's, okay, just, that's the answer. Okay, great, thank you. Go look them up. Okay, good. Okay. Any other questions? Yeah, I uh, really enjoyed that. Uh, quick question, the 31 million yet to be distributed, you mentioned a project that uh, you helped to get off the ground. Did, did they apply for some of that funding? Yes. Yes, they did. Um, it was the one at the beginning of the slide, all the way from teaching. Um, that Banjar knows how to do it. The contact person name I have for it is Reno, and Reno is not in this picture, but I can put you in touch with him. Um, it was a great and very successful project. It's something that I'd like to see replicated everywhere, but I just don't have that reach into communities. That's why we benefit collaborating. Yeah, cool, thanks. Okay, uh, one last question because uh, everybody's hungry, I suppose, right? I think so. Okay, so thank you very much, Sobrin. And I understand you help so many people now in the bad jar. Let's make it happen. Let's collaborate and work together. Thank you. Okay.